0: Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you?
1: I am great. How are you doing tonight?
0: Good. I've never spent this much time talking off the air, though. So I know. No. I
1: know. Usually we hit record early. You guys are... I feel like the listeners really missed out on some <laughs> gems. <tonight. laughs>
0: we'll bring it all back up. We'll sorry. Back up.
2: Not sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back. Don't worry.
0: Well, we have our some of our favorite people on the show tonight. Uh, Kelly Starrett, who's been on a couple of times. Juliet, it's the first time we've had you on, so welcome. I know.
3: I know. Thank you okay. guys for having us. I'm so excited to What's talk to What's going to happen
2: you. is everyone's going to, if they go back and listen, they'll be like, oh.
3: That's not true. That's not true.
2: Dim <laughs> light bulb next to the J-Star.
3: <laughs> no. Welcome to the brains. Untrue.
2: Here's a fun fact. Uh,
0: one of our episodes we did with you to this day is still our most listened to episode. It's the really? one where
2: we were talking about Jillian Michaels.
0: Is yeah, that we were roasting is that the hell out of her. People love that. We
2: should do that some more. We really should. That <laughs> <It> was fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, there is no. Um, do you have any
3: any names f-
2: teed up right now? Could you just pop one right now? What, to make fun of her? Yeah.
0: No, no, it was never like name calling. It was always like. No, 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 I, I understand. Had, I had to see one of, her, one of her silly moves and I'd give the move a name. You know, like, she's busy telling us that we don't know what we're doing in CrossFit and then putting out these videos of, like, these crazy kettlebell swings and standing on medicine balls and just pure ridiculousness. Satire. 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 Well, forgot it was satire. I I would just
3: like to say, too, before we get started, uh, in the dumpster fire that is the social media universe, I would like to thank you guys for being a beacon of joy and (laughs) hilarity Amongst all the chaos. And we only say that so we're never
2: we're never at the too pointy end of the stick. Just Mm -hmm. near the
3: pointy end of the stick.
1: Just the blunt end of the stick is really that's where I live. That's kind of my like my like Britney Spears at her worst made into a meme about me. That's the blunt end of the stick. (laughs) (laughs) Still to this day my favorite meme. That's my favorite that's my favorite meme Mm -hmm. of me that you've ever posted. I know,
0: but I got so much hate for it.
1: No. Oh, I loved it. I reposted it. I know, but I
0: got hate for it. Everybody's like, You can't yeah. make fun of Nikki for not wearing makeup. I'm like, I'm absolutely going to make fun of Nikki for not I wearing makeup. I sure as
1: shit can. Are you kidding me? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, that's I can true. make
0: fun of Nikki. Nobody else is allowed to that's make right. fun this of Nikki. That's, that's cool. Exactly. True.
1: Exactly. There's context. Yeah. That's where the line is drawn. 100%. That's
0: the, that's the rule. It's like making fun of one of my kids. I can make yeah. fun of my kids. You can't make fun of my kids. You know? 100%. Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so good i miss you people my
0: very old kids
1: <laughs> how are you guys how is life a lot has happened since the last time we've seen you guys i feel like
3: man we are good i mean we are uh you know cruising around the world talking about this book but more importantly we have a kid that's sort of waiting to hear where she's going to college and about to graduate from high school which is crazy oh my god and, you know but where, we're where, all good. She,
0: where is she applied so far where does she want to go
3: well, she really wants to go to University of Michigan. Has not yet heard. Um, she is into UT Austin, um, Cal, Poly San Luisba, San, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, UC Santa Cruz, Boulder University of Oregon. Uh, she's dang. been rejected from all the other UCs.
1: Okay.
3: Um, and UNC Chapel Hill. She
2: got to Santa Cruz and Davis.
3: Uh, that's true, but all the other ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> waitlisted a few places, so I mean, she's got she's got some choices. Um, but we're we're holding out a a, a deep hope that she'll but, get into University of Michigan. But a, it's okay. a little bit like playing the lottery, or
2: mm. how we approach, approach every workout. How it's gonna? How is this workout gonna go? I don't know. We'll find out. That's a yeah. little bit of what we're doing. Yeah. Unknown and unknowable. Wait, are there right. are
1: there are there like specific programs that she's? Is there like a thing? Oh, yeah. That she wants to. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
3: she wants to. Um. You guys may not know this, but she actually owns her own business. Um. It is a. She has a subscription cookie company called Georgia's Bake Shop. Ships all over the nation. She's been running since 2021, and she um, bakes cookies and ships all over the U.S. And um, so, there's a little commercial
2: bakery near us, and she rents space, and then she has this little cookie empire.
3: And it's pretty That's crazy, cool. right? Because if you're a young person, you can like open a Shopify account and create yep. a website pretty easily. And, you know, she like was able to hire some person online f- that she didn't know for a hundred bucks to create a logo, right? So it's amazing mm-hmm. like the how easy it is for you know, for someone like her. I mean, not easy, because obviously it takes will and motivation, but I mean, she, you know, it was relatively simple from a technology standpoint, but anyway, she wants to study economics. And so that's where she's, she's been getting into some economics programs out and about. I think she'll mm. most likely do some uh, kind of business. Honestly, <laughs> look at
2: all the people in our universe, in our orbit who own their own businesses, work for themselves. I think it was just, you know, sometimes we talk in, uh, you know, CrossFit, we can't see where all this is going. We see this next generation of kids who've grown up and like, of course I can swing kettlebell. Like Georgia, you'll like this, you guys. Georgia's in, engaged in a like death match of wills with the strength conditioning coach at her high school.
3: And just for context, she's a senior. And so this has been happening for four years now. So this
2: coach is like, you have to come through the basics. And Georgia's like, nah, bro, I snatch. I can clean and jerk. Like, what do you need me to see? Like, what, what do you see?
3: Yeah, she's like, can I get a test out? And he's like, what's a test out? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's like, you have to come through my basics. She's like, so I can show you how to plank and lunge. She's like, I'm not doing that. She's like, I've been weightlifting and training my whole life. Like, what what is it you need me to see? And so he's, she's just like, hey Anton, can I come in and, and back squat at lunch? And he's like, no. So imagine you have a 17 year old girl. Who's like, hey coach, can I come in and back squat at lunch? Wouldn't you be like, yeah, come on in, let me watch? And be like, nope, can't do it again. You right. know, Like like give her all the rope to hang herself with. But that's Georgia Starrett in a nutshell. Like this kid. Knows how to cook, knows how to, you know, strength train. Snash. And also, yeah. she can snatch. And yeah, she can snatch because that's what the family's about. And then here she is. She's like, well, I might as well start my own business.
1: Oh my God. She's Love the it. coolest kid I've With ever noise.
2: met. Oh my it-
3: God. It is kind of funny, though, that we're out here, you know, trying to help humanity um, with better health. And then meanwhile, we're shipping these cookies because, you know, half our subscribers, of course, are our friends. (laughs) Of course. And many of them are, you know, CrossFit and otherwise fitness enthusiasts. So, yeah, it's it's a new thing. We're challenging their fitness with with face size cookies sent to them once a month.
1: Isn't isn't part of a well, uh, like a, a well-lived, healthy life, all about balance. Isn't isn't it? We couldn't agree more. Yeah, we could not agree more. Yeah, yes. life's not worth living if you can't eat face-sized cookies. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I tell you, I mean, cookies have been like the weak link for me. I'm just like, I buy cookies, and then no one in the house is safe until the cookies are gone. Mm. So. Lately, though, for the last year or so, particularly, I would come home and there'll be 400 gigantic chocolate chip cookies <laughs> on the okay. counter. And I'm like, oh, is this exposure therapy? Like, I'm going <laughs> to get over it eventually <laughs> if I just get sick.
3: I, I will say, though, the larger the volume, the less intriguing there. You're like, well, there's 400 cookies on our dining room
1: table right now. You're kind of like, eh, eh, I think I'll pass. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. I think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I no, not it would not be the case for me. I'd be like, there's 400 opportunities for me to well, eat you That's all you this means.
2: you can't do it. Eventually, like you you really do. You're like, okay, I'm good. I'm
1: good. I, it I sounds like a challenge. And you know, there's yeah, and then you know when happy. you're
3: when you're like me and you know 49 years old, turning 50 in literally one month, and you get adult onset acne from your daughter's chocolate chip cookies. Like that also <laughs> is reshapes <laughs> your um, that sort of reshapes your
1: motivation <laughs> there. So. Oh my god, that's not fair! <laughs> oh my god. Well, good for her, you guys. That's insane. Yeah, this is the I same know.
2: kid, you guys. It was in all the little videos. Like, yeah, the the right. Same, same little kid.
1: I feel like we watched her grow up. Aww.
2: It's crazy, yeah, you and also her, like to like, develop.
1: Yeah, and also like I just I love a young entrepreneur. Like it is so hard to get anything off the ground, be it a. a a YouTube channel or a podcast or a full-on business. Like, its it takes so much thought and dedication and effort and uh, a shitload of bad days that you need to, like, plow through. There's so
2: much going on in the local CrossFit community, in the gym. People see the world a little differently. They see the possibilities. They see mm-hmm. that like this concept of hyperlocality where like you can exercise in your own home gym and control that and bring your friends in. I think it, it's a narrative shift about what's possible a little bit. Well, I'm interested to see how the sort of the, some of the ramifications and, and ripples effects are of this generation of kids who are now literally coming of age, going to college. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be uh, some little terrors out there.
1: Oh, for sure, and I think true. Also, also, what's interesting in the same realm is like how many of those kids are growing up, developing businesses around just stuff that they do online, right? Like you hear the stories of like the five-year-old kid who has an unbox, like a toy unboxing YouTube page, and he makes like a fucking million dollars a year or something what stupid like that. Like, yeah. What am I doing with my life? But yeah. like, take that mentality and work it in a way that is more sustainable for longer like starting a business or even just even if the business fizzles out like starting a business and understanding the economics of of that and taking that into adulthood, I think is just really cool. She's just really cool is where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah. And there's
3: just so many little things, you know, you have to, I mean, as we all know, as on, entrepreneurs, you just have to get into like a figure it out mentality. Like yeah. nobody, you know, you you have to constantly be figuring new things out and dealing with, you know, like fires, like she made this amazing snickerdoodle cookie. Um, but it arrived literally in like crumbs to like Mm -hmm. six of her subscribers you know like so so she had to figure out like not just you know creating the website and setting up the Shopify account accepting money baking cookies packing cookies getting them to the post office but then she's like oh now I have to figure out how to actually safely ship these cookies so they get to people in whole shape right and just those kind of like little mini lessons and her having to figure it out over time it's been really cool to watch it.
1: And so we deal with that all the time at, at my big girl job where i I run an ad agency, and oftentimes we talk to small business owners or entrepreneurs or people who are sort of like solo operators or small team operators who come to us with questions about marketing and it's a whole deep dive right like it's a whole other world, and it's almost like it's unfair to them <laughs> that they <laughs> that they need to be responsible for figuring out how to market their own business. Cause like that is my full-time job. It is, a, it is a full-time job in and of itself. And, and they are just, they need to be making the cookies. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you, right. you can't expect them. It's not fair. And I say the same thing about um, affiliate owners all the time, the same exact kind of thing. Like it's really hard to expect someone who has to pour their heart and soul into programming and getting people into their gym every day and doing one-on-ones and, and doing, you know, like, making sure that they're coming back and emailing them and all the things that take up 30 out of 24 hours a day. And also, by the way, you need to be like an expert in marketing. It's just, it's tough. There's a lot, there's it's a, a lot. lot to do to keep your business off the ground. for Yeah. Sure.
2: We don't really sell it that way. You know, you think it's the, you know, it's the rest of the 23 hours that you're alive. You know, mm-hmm. if you're talking about your health and all these things and, and, you know, I, I, that's very, very true around any business. I think you start out, You know, even we've been doing this now for a minute. 2004, 2005 was our uh, entree into the world.
1: Mm Oh, gee. But
2: but you begin to, you know, the valences of sophistication start to add up. I mean, you just know, I mean, I think it's a lot harder now to open a gym because, Mm -hmm. and if you're, you know, affiliate owner, I mean, kudos if you started because you have to be so professional. And I think we got a little bit of a pass early on. I mean, I mean, parking lot gym with a porta potty. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, we, we can yeah. start slowly,
3: yeah, you know what's funny though is there were so many people in the pandemic who are like, "Look, look at me, my parking lot gym, like I'm so sophisticated, and so Kelly and I are like, "Oh yeah, just wait until you have like a, a winter of atmospheric river with your parking lot gym, and you know come and talk to us about whether it's all that awesome, <laughs>
1: yeah, fair, live and learn
0: well i own I own an affiliate, and I'm not sophisticated at all <laughs> at all
1: there's that how, yeah. John,
2: how many job you got?
0: Uh, right now, four, four, five, maybe four or five, give or take.
1: Yeah. Five jobs,
0: yeah. maybe. O- only maybe. one that's a real job. The rest of you know, like you can't count the meme pyre. Yeah, you know, just doesn't yes, count. Yes, you
1: can. That is oh. Totally a job.
0: Yeah, totally. is that like when you
2: use acapella and all the different words much. like meme?
1: Like
0: yeah, yeah.
2: it's meme tastic. Yeah,
0: yeah. Here, Here's a true story about a college kid, though. My uh, here's what you guys will be dealing with. So Meg goes to the University of Cincinnati and uh, she, it was spring break last week, I did, didn't hear from her, didn't know where she was. So I text her, don't hear from her. So I get on, find my friends on iPhone because I've got her connected there and she's in Utah. Just <laughs> went on a road trip. Now keep in mind, Cincinnati and Utah are not exactly side by side, you know. That's a bit of a road trip. A little bit of a road trip. And she's, you know, she's doing, you know, safe activities like rock climbing. So, you know, I feel really good about this. Mm. And uh, at some point, she posts a photo in her story of her and all her friends and they're all like cheek to cheek and typical college mm-hmm. students all smiling so because i do memes for a living i quickly go find a meme i created of these four goats side by side in the exact same pose it i said, know exactly
1: what meme you're yeah. talking about and it says
0: here's how white girls pose for selfies and i send it to her like immediately and all i got back was that's a personal attack <laughs> that's all i <it's laughs> that. <laughs> uh- <laughs> And, <laughs> and comma I feel seen. Yeah, and so I, I said to her, "I'm like, seen. look, you can't expect me to pay for your college with memes, and you not get roasted at some point. Like it's going to happen. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, really. yeah, Oh
3: my god. I mean, um, and at least you can be glad that she wasn't in like Mazatlan or something like that. I mean, I'd take Utah over Mazatlan.
0: Yeah, well, there's no telling with her. Like you know, <laughs> she could end up there. Just like they just, at that age, they just they think they're invulnerable. They just pick up and go, and Juliet, do whatever they want to do. I'm on
2: Life 360, and Juliet will take screenshots of where i am she's like you're in the bottom of the Batoka gorge in africa you're
3: <laughs> yeah and she's I'm like obsessed. where I'm are you with life 360 and uh, it she, brings out all my she's worst
2: like, it looks like you're having dinner in a parking lot in like the middle of the- and i just think about if we'd had this power if my parents could have known where we were oh no no breaks, they like, we would
3: have oh. perished of stress like, if they knew. No where phones we were. nothing yeah, yeah.
1: I will perish of stress. You guys are stressing me out right now. You guys are already giving me anxiety. Like I can't. I'm in the process of dealing with this new house that we bought last year. That is like a total money pit. That I am like just pouring every cent I own into so that my kid will never leave. So that he will never ever leave. Live here forever. Don't ever go anywhere. My parents,
0: quite literally, I was I was wanted to be a musician as a young kid. So when I was Meg's age, and I played in a band, and my dad bought me a car. And I would we were playing all over the state of Mississippi, which is where I grew up. And we would have shows like down in Biloxi. I lived in the north half of the state, which is about six hours away. So I'd get in this little Ford Escort with two of my buddies and all of our equipment. And we'd drive six to eight hours to shows, literally with a roll of quarters. So I could pull over and call my mom from time to time to let her know I was alive. That was it. That was all you had, a roll of quarters and a paper Mm -hmm. map. That was it. Oh,
3: yeah. I went on this next. trip to South America for five months after college. And, and by the way, I was there for like five and a half months in South America. And my total, the total amount of money I spent was $2,000 just to give you an idea of how old I am. But we had, a, we were with, I was with two other women that I had gone to college with. And we had set up a thing where once every three weeks, one of us would call one of our parents and then the, that parent would then call the other two parents to say they're still alive and they're, you yeah. know, in the middle of nowhere in Patagonia. I mean, and, and we did that with like rolls of pesos, you know, in Patagonia. So, no. Dude, I
2: see your peso and I, I raise you that when I was 20 in Nepal, I told my parents I'm taking a semester off, I'm going to Nepal, and I would fax my mom no. once a month.
3: And just Still alive. Like, and the facts fax would be through. like sign of life, I know. mom, I know. sign <laughs> of life. <laughs> come through like <clears> doo,
2: do, now. Do, do, now do, do, George do, is like, hey, <laughs> hey, father, my protein subscription is late. For those listening
3: yeah,
0: that are far too young to know what a fax machine is, just DM uh, me and I'll explain it later.
3: <laughs> and <laughs> you and then, you know, and then now fast forward to today where I'm like, what are you guys doing at Chick-fil-A again? I see you on my 360s right. or Chick-fil-A again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So uh, I mean, it's real, you know, it talk about a 180.
1: Dude, I would not have been able to survive parenting. Like, had I been born in even just like one previous generation, I would not have been able to. Because you know how everyone always talks about like. GPT-4 coming.
2: Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. hold on. Like, I don't think you can even, you know, hey, I can't, we need to ask it. You guys should do it to create memes. I need you to create a meme about you know x or we need to say hey program for me i'm 50 years old i need to beat mallory at the mm. games what's my program yeah. look like
1: it's gonna happen that the ai is about to come take over everything and i gotta tell you i'm ready for it make my life so much easier just go ahead and do it that's Excuse totally me, fine John, me. but do you have a
3: main coon is that a main coon
1: uh, yeah, yeah. kind of
3: yeah, Hold on. oh my god It's not a
0: main coon but uh <laughs> he might as well be
3: hi bean <laughs> this
0: is bean and he's majorly grumpy always, right, buddy? Yes. He's just, he's
2: just a black cat.
3: I do yeah. really like that cat.
2: We have a new phrase
3: around he's, our he's house. He's huge, though. Look how big he is. He is. Huge. Yeah, I mean that's he's why massive. I saw him go by, and I was like, "Is that a Maine Coon? Because I really would like a Maine Coon once in
1: my life. Same, but I want him to live in the barn that Matt builds me in the back. Oh, thanks, yeah. Matt.
2: We um we have this cat. You guys will appreciate this. We got him. He's a used cat. He was like vintage, so we pick him up. He's six years old. He was
3: already six when we got him.
2: And um, we fed him cat food. We went to like Whole Foods and we're like, what's the best cat food we can buy? <clears throat> Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. And
3: it was like organic and was, know, it
2: was cat food. Like restful. bespoke free. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden our cat starts obsessively drinking from the drinking fountain. Like from the, like he's like screaming, like water. He baby. would like
3: follow people <laughs> into our guest bathroom when they were over and they would like, he would scream at them and then they would pick him up and put him on the counter and, you know, drink water out of the faucet.
2: Yeah. And we suddenly were like, hmm. Is he diabetic? And so <laughs> we took him in, and they're like, "Your cat's diabetic." And Jill and I are like, "How do we get a diabetic cat?" Well, It turns out cats—I don't know if you know this—eat meat, and they don't eat. They're pumpkin.
3: obligate carnivores, which means they only eat meat. So
2: we were that giving our sense. cat cat food, <clears throat> and this is totally the allegory for how we have fucked up everyone <laughs> in this country. Is that we gave our cat cat food like it's which diet, had, like it's, our
3: cat—it's organic, had, it's like, paleo, you know, had like quinoa in it and rice and stuff
2: so we our daughter starts to i'm like we got to give our cat insulin shots i'm like oh here we go
3: okay no wait a second wait a second so kelly we they we learn that our cat has uh diabetes, cat, cat diabetes. and that we're gonna have to give him insulin Catabetes. shots twice a day and georgia at the time is like 12 she's now 17 she's like Poor four thing. years old and um kelly is driving home in the car and he says all right georgia well it's gonna you know by my calculation it's gonna cost us about 1800 dollars this year to give our cat insulin shots. cat insulin so Easy i'll make you use. a deal cat insulin you can either go home right now and kill our cat and i'll give you eighteen hundred dollars or you can give our cat the insulin shots and uh let's just say you know her little hair little 12 year old head was like this in the car she's like doing side the math. head she kind of did the math that's applied math right there you know yeah. anyway our cat's still alive so we
2: gave him cat food <sighs> aka meat and he got off his insulin drugs, and he has been.
3: Well, no, we gave him all meat cat food. Yeah, all meat right? cat food. Like, yeah, yeah, all meat, meat. cat food. We gave
2: him meat, and we cured. Him, like we gave him this cat. <laughs> so then he was cured. One food. year,
3: he got he got all meat cat food, insulin shots for a year, and then we cured him. He was cured of his diabetes, completely cured.
2: But now we're oh. recognizing- So we
3: always tell everyone we're like, dude, we gave our cat diabetes. That's, that's and then we killed yeah. him.
2: That's how much we know about fitness. We gave our right, cat diabetes. I, next
0: time you guys tell the story on somebody else's show, when you get to the part, we said we offered her eighteen hundred dollars to kill the cat or she has to give him the shots. I want you to finish the sentence with, and that's how her cookie shop was born. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How'd you get your seed
0: money? Raise
3: the capital so she needed. I, yeah. I have to have a little bit more uh, commentary to this because fast forward to like three years later, I take the cat in just for like a routine checkup, and the vet's like, "Oh yeah, no, he's still good. Like he doesn't have diabetes. He's good, but I think he definitely has like a little bit of high blood pressure." And at this point, our cat's like 15, and so I call Kelly, and she's like, we, "She's like the vet's like, I want to put him on high blood pressure medication." So I call Kelly in the car, and I'm like, "I'm like, dude, our vet wants to put our cat on high blood pressure medication," and Kelly goes. Our cat does not need high blood pressure medication. Our cat has OCS. And I'm like, what's OCS? And Kelly's like, old cat syndrome. <laughs> and so.
2: It is now our catch-all. We're so turned now 50 it's our this year. We're like, like it's we're, the catch-all. We have so like cat if syndrome. someone
3: comes up to us in our neighborhood, which is a very common thing, and they're like, oh, uh, my shoulder hurts. We're like, well, you have OCS? Just, I have OCS.
0: You
1: have old yeah, right. cats. John, I John,
0: also totally have OCS. OCS.
2: Yes,
3: many yeah. times
0: over.
2: It's a really yeah, so. useful phrase. You know. You know why? Was it was it your thing? Where you're like, you know, you're middle aged when you go to bed and you wake up hurt. Was that was that a meme you put up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like but a John totally meme. Like, but, and, you know, the, I joke that the all those memes
0: are really just autobiographical. Yeah. <laughs> like at 52, you wake. You know, like I work out. You know, five six days a week, like anybody else in CrossFit. But I wake up most days and I'm like. My ankle's hurt. I don't know if it's from the workout or just because I'm old. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Your, like, yeah,
3: yeah. What is it?
0: Same, same, but different. Yeah,
3: you have OCS. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. OCS. Yeah. And Trying once you sort of diagnose yourself with OCS, you're just kind of like, oh, I have OCS. All right, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What are we squatting mm-hmm. today?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <pretty> <laughs> what, are, what are these creaky ass knees squatting today? Every night I put my I put my baby down. And I, like, nurse him, and then I, like, rock in the chair back and forth, and then I, like, get down on my knees, and I lay him, and then he's, like, in a floor bed right now. It's like, you know, I, like, gently lay him out of my arms into the bed, and then I lean back and stand up and my knees creak so loud that it wakes him up <laughs> and it is the worst it's the worst every night where i'm like oh trying my God, that's, desperately you have early ocs you have early ocs early oh, onset ocs I, I do
3: that's that is, gotta that be that's
2: true fitness yeah <laughs> i appreciate insane. that I, I, can, I can relate yeah people think uh, all of this stuff is just for like elite performance i'm just trying to keep myself together
3: ain't that the you truth know?
1: Ain't that Show me
2: the pill. If I could take Ozempic, <laughs> is that what it's called, Ozempic?
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, yeah. We, we've we been talking a lot about Ozempic lately. I don't know if you guys have been, but it's no, been- No, what is been, it? Tell
1: me what it is. Or I can is, ask what? Matt for oh more details. Oh my God,
3: you guys, just like get ready for like meme-tastic time with Ozempic. Ozempic <clears> is a diabetes drug that has now been um, grabbed by the Hollywood and other elite because it is really <sighs> effective at weight loss. Um, in fact, there's even a term now ozempic face because apparently people lose so much weight that they get this sort of like skinny looking but almost strange looking skinny no face. No side effects Funt. except
2: diarrhea and like nausea. And, and
3: also apparently you one one side effect is that you lose like 20% of your lean muscle mass as well. Oh, so you, no. it doesn't just, it's it's not just like, you know, but apparently like. You know, everyone and I. Like, if you just go back and like rewind the Oscars, you're like, oh, Ozempic left and right. Like nobody no needs shit. to diet down for the
1: Oscars anymore because they're all taking oh Ozempic. But- I should get Matt to come up here to talk about this if we're gonna really oh. get into it. Yeah, this is like was- my husband oh. is a he's a pharmacist, but he's a clinical pharmacist, so he like oh. sees patients in doctors' offices. Oh, like he- if you can't, 100%. you know, you, you see like a doc or a nurse or whoever. Like you can see your pharmacist. Yeah, right, right. So he works with he works with. um with people with a lot of like chronic disease states, a lot of times diabetes, but he's like the kind of pharmacist that like doesn't like pills. He's the kind of pharmacist who's like, let's discuss your diet and lifestyle and et cetera, et cetera, to get you there off you. of your pills. Right. Well, no, he's definitely driving that train in this house. Cause I'm like, I'm just gonna order a pizza. Well, and you know,
3: what's crazy about it is it, I mean, I think for people who are, you know, seriously morbidly obese and seriously have issues like it, it might be like a miracle drug, right? For those people, sure. but it's just, you know, it, it's taken a real right turn. In I terms think of New York Times like, said they
2: called it like an eating disorder shot.
3: Yeah. An eating disorder shot. But I, I think, I think what you I give think it to is, I bet the I shot. could
2: be better at pull-ups if I was lighter. That's what I think. Like, how can I use Ozempic as a performance dancing drug to be better at the open?
3: <laughs> better at burpees and pull-ups? Yeah. I mean, less work. I mean, if I, I, I weigh
2: less and I have to go up and down less, doesn't that make more sense? Well, okay, it would
0: depend on how quick you lost your muscle mass, but you're right. The
1: muscle mass is because yeah. it's the other thing that Matt always says is that muscle is a lean muscle is the fountain of youth. Like lean muscle is really what's going to yeah. keep us true, going. yeah. So I mean, if you lose, yeah, we want to hold
3: on I to like every cell of muscle
2: we have. Jason Kalipa today, I just challenged him that every. 10 years, can we be within 10 kilos of what we weigh? Or do we end up losing as we become 60, 70, 80? Or are we going to become like little skinny Jason Kalipa? Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm like, can you keep this 20 pounds of muscle mass alive? Well,
3: and Kelly's grandfather lived to be like 92 or something. And, and he, he looked, looked like he Gandhi. Looked a lot like Kelly, but he kind of looked like Gandhi at the end. And so I, when I think <laughs> it. Sorry, of it's Kelly, not be, funny, but it is no, funny. No, it's not. But like, Kelly looks looks nothing Kelly,
1: like Gandhi. That's why it's I, funny. <laughs> <laughs> When I think I'm not, of this like, is not
2: cultural appropriation, people. I just don't want to be a skinny. So guy. that's
3: my only. That's there. my only potential image of Kelly at 90 is his grandpa, and his grandpa was like, let's just say, very lean. So I'm like, are you gonna get like so skinny and, smashed, and lean like your grandpa? Smash power cleans. Yeah. Like let's see. Myth. Let's see what happens.
0: When do you start cresting that hill though? Like, because I'm I'm 52 and I have more lean muscle mass and more muscle than I far more than I did at 40. And, you know, I don't know,
2: you don't have to, I think it's not, it's not definitely the research is that you're likely to lose bone density and mass, but you don't have to, like, you can just, you know, keep it. It's just, as you get older, it's harder to keep those signals connected, but right. if you're lifting weights and eating. There's no reason why you have to lose all your muscle mass. It just is trickier. I think as you get older, you're less active, all the comorbidities you're like, you know, are you eating one gram of protein per pound body weight? Chances are you're not right? And then you're not deadlifting. You're thinking, I think we're going to see a first generation of people who roll into their, you know, the, the back quarter of their lives and they're going to keep a ton of muscle mass. And it's going to look really different.
3: Yeah, because I mean, I think most of the research is showing that it's like really, there's a big drop off in muscle, muscle at 60 in particular, right? Like it's sort of a slow decline and then people kind of fall off a cliff at 60. But I do think it's going to be really interesting to see amongst this population of all of us who you know have really, like I, I, I've been mostly weight training my entire life, but like started CrossFit when I was 30, right? So it's like, it's going to be really interesting to see in this population what, what that looks like, like what does 60 look like for, for those of us who will have been doing CrossFit for 30 years you know? Mm,
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. When you put it that way.
0: I've just changed my mindset of what can 60 look like? Like I've always like, I feel like I've always had these short-term goals in CrossFit. Can I do a muscle up next year in the open? Can I do whatever next year? And now I've, I've been working with the nutrition team at my affiliate and I'm finally a believer in one gram of protein per pound. And it's been game changing for me. And so now my mindset is what will it look like in eight years? When I turn 60, can I still weigh what I weigh and have this much muscle and feel this good, you know, or will I crest that hill at some point as opposed to just thinking about what happens next year?
2: <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. if you – one of the things we have going for us is we have this thing called the Masters, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to CrossFit and look at the Masters, you're like, okay, I that's it. Like I'm aspiring to be like a 69-year-old woman now. That's like my dream. I want to be as mm-hmm. jacked as some of those women. That's and a, that's uh,
0: a big aspiration for me, Kelly. I'm not sure I can get there, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: no, no, no. I mean, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, it's a it's a stretch. But one of the things that is useful is to see that we we do have those models in, and there are some things they do. Like I remember at the game, some of the the masters were like, "We're not doing that. Like we're all going to get injured if we do that. Like, we just mm-hmm. don't. There's no reason for us to do that that's in our right. 70s, right? And um, <clears throat> but simultaneously, look at all the things they can do at this high level, maintaining this capacity. They're, they spend a lot of time taking care of the machine. There is less tolerance for silly bullshit at that point, right. but there's no reason why you can't have huge aerobic power and big, mm-hmm. strong, let's be honest, thick thighs save lives.
1: Hell yeah, that's right, right and, you know what, and you know what the best part is about that particular like 55 plus division on the women's side in the masters bracket is that every single one of those grandmas wears lipstick out onto the floor. Every single one. Because they grew up in the generation where they were like, if you don't wear lipstick, you look like a corpse. Did anybody else's grandma ever say that? 100. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma Georgia wore lipstick every
3: time I ever saw Mm -hmm.
1: her, day and Mm -hmm. night.
3: That's true. That's true. And they are, yeah. They are badass, strong ass, old ass women in in lipstick. Bring that back.
2: Those people have already sent their kids to college, Mm -hmm. no student loan debt, 401k. They own a house. They don't sleep on a futon. Like there's so many things going right for them. Health insurance.
3: I have to give a shout out in this moment to my friend, Beth Rippins. She's a f- my uh, former whitewater teammate, but she owns a CrossFit affiliate she's in Napa. Legend. And uh, she's a legend of a whitewater paddler, but she actually had to have her knee replaced five years ago and she just won the 60 to 65 scale division of the yes. open and got a year of chipotle oh
1: anyway we, we had
3: a real field day with that like we had a great time just watching that whole thing because she was like i didn't even try i wasn't even planning on it but of course she's a savage and and yeah. um, and you know amazing Any i can't a post- year um, of chipotle
2: do you know how like, a
3: year of kelly no would problem. be
1: like the happiest man alive no year of oh chipotle Oh, my god yeah hell yeah, yeah. squawk love that. included I mean, guac, guac is usually extra. <laughs> just saying, just saying.
0: I was just talking about this on my other show last night about the partnership with Chipotle and how excited I am about it and how much I was have been annoyed by the manufactured hate around this partnership because I love Chipotle so much. I love Chipotle. Why mom. is there wow. hate? Yeah, yeah. Where, also, who hates it? Like,
3: what's, what's, what's the hate
1: it deal? Tell us more. Or, who well,
0: hates yeah, it? There's, there's. You this, guys uh, are
1: so. You guys are about to get real. You're like the fuck hates chipotle we will yeah we're like yeah
3: like it's our
2: not everyone in our house loves chipotle but let's go on that it's not evil
3: yeah but well, it's not evil and it's a go-to go-to yeah that's my yeah. feeling
0: on it and uh you know there's a a small contingent the kind of the vocal minority within crossfit that like to kind of pick on every decision crossfit hq makes because it's not being run by greg anymore and at some point you know probably Back around the time you guys were starting your business, Greg did a speech about seed oils and specifically the ones that Chipotle uses. And this is pre-Chipotle, but they just happen to be the same ones, you know.
2: Mm.
0: And some people picked <laughs> up on it and are basically trying to make it into a thing that it's anti-CrossFit and a bad partnership because it's not does it fully ascribe to the CrossFit nutrition lifestyle. My counterargument was is like CrossFits have like twelve different nutrition lifestyles since they started, so I'm not yeah. But sure like, what we are we can, even
3: talking about here?
2: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. is it paleo? Is it keto? Is it you know zone? I remember being
2: it... at an early, early CrossFit. This is two thousand five, two thousand six. One of the early, no, maybe my my own my first seminar in two thousand four, and we're and uh, we're in Southern California, and a Navy Steel stands up, and was talking about the zone. He's like, I can have two Coronas, eat this,
3: three almonds, like
2: <laughs> two Coronas. I can <laughs> eat smash starting. this chicken and eat this guacamole and be in the zone. He's like, that's mm-hmm. all you need to know. And I think we've lost the narrative of there a little bit. We got a little crazy with paleo. And you know, is that literally, literally the limiting factor to well, uh, we this were whole also thing? just
3: all eating sweet potatoes and progenic shakes back then too? So mm. that was no, kind of our sure. that was guys.
1: I was never that? allowed to drink progenics. Why not? Because Matt overanalyzes every single anything that comes into this house and he wouldn't let me drink any protein that tasted delicious because he said it was all made of crap. And Progenix I mean, was probably, delicious. Yeah, oh, my it God, it was delicious. So good.
3: It was delicious. Yeah.
1: Progenics, right.
0: they yeah. exist as a brand these days. I, have I don't no think idea.
1: they do anymore. I wonder that, too. I don't know if it does. I don't know. But I'm only allowed to drink all the... It only tastes like shit, anything that I'm allowed to put in my body.
2: It do you sucks. feel like... Uh, I so, sneak, serious question. Do sneak you, stuff, th- yeah. Can something be healthy for you and taste good? Because sure, yeah. Because one of our friends is the CEO of Athletic Greens, and he mm. had this... Thing these like if I make it taste too good, people start thinking it can't be good for them. But if it tastes just grassy enough, then they think well, yeah, it must, so it must turns be out they
3: could make. I actually struggle a little bit with all like powder greens, but it turns out they could make athletic greens even tastier than it already is. But it turned out to be not good for the brand because if mm. it tasted so good, everyone would think it was unhealthy. Isn't that weird?
1: Weird. That's very weird. This tastes yeah. too good. Uh, add mm. a
0: pinch of turd. Great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta <laughs> bring add in the grass clippings. something. Yeah, seriously. No, I think he evaluates labels uh, independent of taste. I just wanted the shit that everyone else was drinking because it was delicious. And he was like, Do you, like, guys, no, do you not guys remember? Um, Dan
2: John was around CrossFit <laughs> and there was this thing called the Velocity Diet. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, Kelly and I did this
3: in like 2006 oh, or remember. seven.
2: Early, it was super early, maybe even like 2002.
3: Yeah. We... No, because we were like definitely in CrossFit oh. by then, so it might have been like 2006.
2: I don't know, maybe All we right. weren't broke that's we could afford this, <clears throat> but it was just like, like a couple weeks where you only drink protein. I don't know shakes. it
3: was 30 days and all you, you drank three protein shakes. If we're
2: getting it and, wrong, Dan, we're sorry.
3: Was it
1: and the it, velocity of shit
3: coming out well of your butt? So, is that, so that what it everything. is? I mean, you kind of like, I kind of appreciated his mentality as he said, he, if I remember the story correctly, he said he kind of woke up one it's day an and he realized diet. that he was like 20 pounds heavier than he wanted to be. And he'd sort of kind of let himself go, but he didn't want to go through the process of, you know, a careful diet. Where is one pound a week. And, you know, he wanted like immediate results. And so he created the velocity diet. And we, Caloric so we deficit, did it, all the, cal- all yeah. the and protein. And so we tried to do it, but this was back in the day where you could only get like these weird protein, you know, probably not approved um, protein shakes at, at GNC. Like that was the only place you could yeah, go yeah, to get. Yeah. And you not, get that metal like taste you in get your get,
2: mouth after day two. Yeah, and
3: so after day two, we actually were so overwhelmed by how metallic our mouths tasted that we had to abandon the velocity diet <laughs> and go back to eating food.
0: Your yeah. colon thanks you. Yeah. <laughs> Crossfitters were such idiots back in those days. And I'm throwing myself myself into this group because I did it all too. But Mm -hmm. it's like if if someone had come forward and said, listen, you have to do this shake diet because you create too much lactic acid by chewing. So you have to just have shake (laughs) every day. Yeah, we
3: would have all been like, let's do it.
2: Yeah, crossfitters Uh, were like, yeah, chewing's bad. Let's all
0: do shakes.
3: Check
2: check this out. There was a time where Uh Greg was working with someone, some athletes, and they were riding their bikes a ton. And it was making their CrossFit worse because they they were tired. And he was like, maybe you need, if you wanted to get better CrossFit, you need to pull back on the bike. And I was like, this is genius. So I just started an internship at this big hospital, inpatient hospital doing like cardiac rehab. And Marty Radovich is like, we only take the stairs. And so we were like, it's eight eight floors. I'm walking up and down the stairs with her. And she's like, you, how are you doing? I'm like, well... These stairs kind of suck. And she's like, well, you can take the elevator if you want. But, you know, like I take, and I was like, you know, no, you don't understand. It's destroying my fitness. I was like, I'm becoming weaker. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go up and down these stairs, like my friend time is getting worse. She's like, wait, w- what? And I was like, yeah, you no. don't understand. Th- that's an example of, we got, we got a little, I was now I'm like, oh, zone two, nose only breathing. This is how, how I'm going to regenerate. But mm-hmm, uh, back mm-hmm. then we didn't know. I mean, I was no. making gymnastics rings in our oven. That's that's how long we've been at
1: this. Yeah, yeah, I bad baked m- I, I baked my Nanos in my oven. Remember that? Oh, oh you I do remember do? that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and can lifters. we tell you guys a story
1: about teenagers yet oh again? Oh my god. So this Please. is really this
3: is very current for us. So it's kind of slaying us right now. But we worked with CrossFit mm-hmm. as a partner for I don't know ten years or something. Reebok, Reebok sorry, Reebok. Of course, CrossFit as well. Um, Reebok for like ten years, and so you know we had an abundance of Nanos and Reebok shoes in our lives. Um, And we were very lucky. It was a great partnership for many years. And then it ended in like 2020 or something. And now all of a sudden the in-shoe and our kids were sort of I will say during they were that time, stank. They were a little stink, right? Like Reebok to them, they weren't in CrossFit. They're just kids and they were kinda of like, eh, whatever on Reebok, Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Because
1: yeah. Reebok was not cool when it took over CrossFit. It absolutely no, it was wasn't. Not cool. And it wasn't cool, and, like the basics weren't
2: cool. Like yeah, kids and, in no, high school were like no. sweet Reebok. So they would like straps. our
3: kids would like wear a nano to work out or something, but they you yeah, know, they were not gonna like show up in a nano at school or anything. Superstars, Athena no. Superstars. And, and so right. um I was now, the same way of course, for the record. Post Reebok partnership the coolest shoe you can be wearing as a high school kid is like a white Reebok classic. So Kelly and I are like buying them with money, you know, and we're like, dudes, dudes, you could have told us this like two years ago and we could have gotten all the Reebok classics in like every single size. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Juliet
2: still had a perfect pair that we're missing laces. They were like jammed into the corner of our shoe cabinet and our girls were like, what? These are just there. Like, no one's been wearing these? And, and I was, yeah, so. anyway, No, no, because
1: they are not cool. Oh my God, I can't stand it. God, and that's how you know I'm old. I am officially old, well, you don't because I'm like, a like these bro. styles these days. It's so dumb. And you know what I look like when I wear, <laughs> when I wear what's in right now? I look like my mom in the 80s. Aww. It is fucked. I put on, I, I am not kidding. I put on a pair of like high-waisted, wide-ass jeans, right? Uh huh. Smoking, <laughs> basically, Slim. basically, and like a like a white sweater and like a cardigan, and that was fucking cool right now. And I was like, I am Mina. I am Mina <laughs> in like nineteen eighty nine. This is horseshit. I can't <laughs> do it. Well, remember how
3: there was that? Sorry, we we can go on old CrossFit stuff. Remember there was that phase in CrossFit where for women all you wore was flare Lululemon leggings. Oh my with god! With like the colorful tops, and then and you know and then, how they're back
1: now. Yes, they're well, back. So
3: our daughter they're is the groove are,
1: pant, Juliet, and I, I still have them.
3: Well, so don't throw them away because I in 2012 I was like, okay, I've moved all to More skinny. Time. Skinny Lululemon leggings. I finally, every photo of me with my kids when they're little kids, I'm wearing those leggings. And yep. then finally, after a while, I sent like 10 pairs of them to Goodwill. I was like, okay, yep. this is out, it's gone. And now my daughters are trying to buy those old Lululemon leggings on like eBay. And
1: Poshmark. Yep. So save mm-hmm. yours, yeah. save them. I wore, wore flared jeans the other day because those are back. Me. I have them Josh, from, the, from the last time they were cool. They are still in my closet
2: bring back board shorts and skater hats and cargo pants and, 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 knee, and so- knee high socks. Yeah. Yeah. Cargo knee, cargo high socks. knee high socks. I think we yeah. can bring it all back.
1: Oh God. I remember when, when the like crew sock started to become a thing and I was like, your socks are so dumb. They don't even go all the way up to your knees. Amy and Naya. Who else? Uh, Sage Bergner.
2: The, they were really like the culprits
3: of like the sock thing. Yeah.
1: yeah
2: Yeah. amazing well you know
0: we're old everything has evolved through crossfit and i'll i'll get a segue to your book because when i started this is true story we've been 2011 2012 maybe i'm a crossfit distinction here in cleveland and there's like maybe three gyms in the whole city and uh you gotta keep in mind for everyone listening in those days we didn't have back in my day we didn't have like. Uh, the plethora of videos on YouTube that you have now given instruction nope. on how to do mobility and other oh, things. Yeah. So so my coach would literally walk around the gym holding his book, the supplement leopard, mm-hmm. and he would toss out lacrosse balls to all of us. And he'd like, All right, shove this up your ass, and that's what we do. And <laughs> I would sit there and make fun of you. I would go, Who is the voodoo witch doctor that came up with this shit? That's what I'd be yelling across the gym as I'm shoving this ball in my lower back and rolling around on it, going, There's no way this is good for me. No way. You know. Yeah. And here we are. I think
3: there were some really good memes as well Yeah, came out of that. I, and in yeah. fact, I wish we could go find like the meme, you know, uh-huh. go back and like the meme history of Kelly Starrett memes because there's some that good was
0: the That was the genesis where all the, you know, people go, how do you think of all this stuff? I'm like, I had six years prior to that meme page where I was doing mm-hmm. shit like that in the gym. And not even understanding yeah. why I was doing it, but I was understanding I was having a group experience with yeah. everyone else, trying to figure it out at the same time.
1: <laughs> same, same with us for the record. We had the book yeah. back in 2012, 2013.
2: That was it's 10 yeah. years old next month. Ten years. The next edition. <sighs> we're gonna put a percussion device in there, like a scraping tool. Dang. Hook cool. up a Mark Pro. Like well, it'll have one side will be a cup. You'll see it'll be like the mm. ultimate first aid kit. You should take That's it retro. It's like you a stat
1: or an eight-track. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, awesome. yes. Put it on a record. CD player. Um, no, but it's true. It's like it's you guys are OG and your thought processes are OG, but you are constantly evolving. And I do want to hear like everything that you've now come pulled together for the for the newest edition and the new book. Yeah, we have a no new um, book
0: We're built to move. I have it right here. Yes. Look at it. Oh, Look nice. at it. But I will so say weird. also
1: just one on the on the OG note when I was coming up here to to turn on my computer and record, Matt was like, who do you have on the show? And I was like, the Sturettes. And he's just like looking at me and I'm like, Kelly, Sturret." And he was like, oh, K-Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 oh, cool, yeah, okay. I'm like, K- K- Star. What?
2: when's the last time anyone's ever called you K-Star? Well, now when someone's like, K-Star, I'm like, we don't know each other. I don't know who K-Star is. <laughs> like it's, a, it's a way that you, we've obviously never met. Like, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like you watch some video back from Nam, and you're like, K-Star.
3: I can't uh-huh. stop with it. I can't stop with the early CrossFit fashion, but I don't know if you guys remember that old t-shirt that was Kelly's face and it just said, K-Star is my homeboy. Yes. And I actually still have one. And, no. You know, yeah, I still have oh one. It's God. in like sort of my, like, you know, my little closet area where <gasps> I keep like special, special pieces mm. of, but yeah. I mean, Memory my Yeah, K-Star is my homeboy. We've tried to bring it back, but Kelly's against it. He feels like Bummer. a obnoxious. You know, he's like, it's kind of obnoxious to no, sell we, a shirt let's make in one. your own company I your will own wear it on face the show on it. I will wear it too. To no, me. you have to
1: make two. <laughs> we have yeah, to yeah, make two of them for us. Yeah, yeah, I we we want mine to be a crop top. But yeah, the kind of that's, crop that's top that's time. so long that. that it's no longer a crop top. That's well, you where know, I'm at right
2: now. What's amazing about this community is that we have taught everyone how to train. The pandemic hits. Crossfitters are like, whatever. I've got, I know how to eat. We're like, we're good. I know how to train. I train with friends. I've got community. Like, we're sort of, we really did I think weather this thing, it was pretty gnarly. I mean, when we, we closed the gym, people definitely like lost, we lost a lot of CrossFit gyms. And I think people lost their, initially lost their touch, their community, but as a whole, those people knew how to take care of themselves, how to eat, how to train, because you just get punished if you don't, if you don't do the things like you show up and you get punished. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we saw in the pandemic was all our neighbors, like everyone else, they did not fare well. We saw increased diabetes, people gained weight. We saw oh, like substance depression. abuse, depression, isolation, like everything trended it was not always trending great. But I think one of the things that we're always very positive about this CrossFit community is if fitness now is a trillion dollar industry every year, trillion dollars. And we were like, what percentage of just bullshit is out there? You know, most of it, Yeah, so much. And it's not really in truly changing people's communities and lives. It's not changing their households. And CrossFit has shown that when this thing works and continues to just take a, you know, lick it and keep on ticking. So how are we going to take these messages and lessons and actually see if we can punt them up and blow them up into the atmosphere and see if we can bring everyone else along with us? Eventually, they'll be doing friend in our garage, but that's a difficult sort of sell up front.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I think in the, in the fitness business writ large, you know, I think people are trying to sell like abs and butts and, you know, a, a bunch of stuff that actually like 99% of people don't care about. Like most mm-hmm. of the people we know, um, including uh, most of the CrossFit people we know, just want to feel healthy and be able to move.
2: No, no, John and I still want abs, but they just haven't come That's up. Right,
3: Different John? kinds of abs, like yeah. underneath, underneath abs. I, I want a butt too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. getting that
2: either.
0: So. Okay, you're like, it's not health.
3: happening. But, I you know, they just flabs. don't want to feel They're like, the abs you know, under the flab, yeah. flabs, yeah, the, um, TM, TM, TM. Anyway, the, people just <laughs> don't want to feel gross. They want to feel good in their body yes. and be able to like, you know, jump on a bike if that's what they want to do. And, you know, be able to like go hiking with their kids or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the fitness business is sort of like lost, you know lost the sense of what it is people need and want. And so they're trying to serve the fitness business. The massive part of the fitness business is serving like these one percenters who are nerds and, you know, super enthusiasts and not serving Arguing the 99% about of other people.
2: What is the rotational action of the hip capsule in extension? Like there's an argument on like internal rotation happens in extension or like it's super cool that has not changed the conversation yeah, i'm Kelly thrilled I that people like, are talking are about rotation talking about? but oh my god people like you are shouting and spitting into the wind
1: mm, yeah that's interesting i think the other part of the the fitness industry is is perpetuating uh image over lifestyle and man, we could talk for another hour just on that and yeah. on, you know, the terrible reinforcement of the, the way that we talk to people about their bodies in society. And, and that sort of like <laughs> is a rabbit hole that is that is the true dumpster fire, especially of the Internet. Like that's where all the like you just need to be skinny conversations are like ruining people. But CrossFit Games but- brought to you by Ozempic yeah it's bad man but but preaching this sort of like middle ground of just like feel good like stop feeling like shit move your body get up and do what you want to do with your body and like live your life to the fullest because you can and you're not being held back by things that could injure you or cause chronic illness or whatever like that is man the name of the game naked.
3: and I was just going to say, I mean, you know, the body Third. image thing—the okay, body image thing—is a huge deal, and I—I I could not agree more. It's a gigantic dumpster fire. But if you actually, again, talk to most like weekend warrior kind of day-to-day CrossFit attendees, or you know, the parents of our you know kids, friends, and our neighborhood, the people that we hang out with, like most of those people just don't want to be in pain. They want to feel like they're they're healthy. They want to have a body composition that's decent. But most of those people actually like if you really get sort of under the hood, they don't care about a lot of that aesthetic stuff mm-hmm. that we in the industry are pumping out on Instagram and on the internet the whole time. And it's like, that's not what most, most people don't really I don't care know. I about. I saw that,
2: that TikTok dance about shredded abs and really changed it. Yeah.
3: Most people mm. like want to be able to like go out to dinner with their friends on a Saturday and not be a weirdo who brings like, you know, a bag of pork in a Ziploc bag and, you know, doesn't eat right. Like that's <laughs> most people don't want to be that person. It's the, the least butter?
1: appetizing yeah.
3: thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> So oh, true.
2: Julia called me pork cheeks for a long time. His <laughs> I got into the elevator holding our baby once, and it was like holiday, and we were on our way, and there was only going to be fucking cheese plates. Yeah,
3: Kelly and I are like obsessed with the holiday cheese plate. Like it's. And like I was like,
2: Julia, we're, we're going of... to this dinner, and there's not going to be anything there except like there's crackers like no and food cheese. But like
3: giant, giant. And so I stuffed all plate. this pork
2: into my cheeks while I was holding our it kid like in what, our diaper bag pork from the fridge, and we get into the elevator, and Julia's like, "What is wrong with your face?" And I was like, "It's <laughs> pork."
3: <laughs> he was trying
2: to pre-eat a bunch of pork before this christmas pre-game. party so he didn't get pre-gaming the- i know it's basically yeah. it i was dry pre-game. scooping pork
1: that's, that's fine doing. i fully support that kelly do you live your life consistently nervous that you're going to be hungry no okay no 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 no. no, no that's, that's my husband phone. to a t lives hold. his life always nervous that he's going to be hungry hold always concerned uh, wait, well, so, I'm so. Sorry.
2: Like, wait, wait, First of all, I don't
3: know what I'm no. telling you guys on this podcast.
2: No, that's not true. He didn't have I have him is. on here by himself. However, however, there is this thing called the emotional support okay, burrito.
3: Yeah, what are we no. talking about? Okay. Okay. So. Okay. First of all. Kelly's sole financial goal in life was to be able to go to the store and be able to buy a whole box of protein bars. He knew that he had like made it as a human if he could buy a whole box of protein bars. So, I mean, very you can psychoanalyze that. And yep, then Kelly sensitive. does this thing that he calls the emotional support burrito or the <laughs> emotional support In-N-Out burger or the emotional support you name it. Um, but if took he a goes back to Chipotle, yeah. if he goes to Chipotle and gets a burrito, he always gets two just in case he need another Angry. one later Utah. Yeah. give me yeah. two. so yeah. i mean i don't maybe food insecurity is the phrase you used maybe. earlier but that's I mean, a
2: little that's a little i don't know what kelly's talking aggressive. about
3: denying that he doesn't have that
2: but that's because that's he does because i've shown up too many times in like a weird <laughs> town and everything's shut down i'm like well there's no mm-hmm. dinner so mm-hmm. i'm not and i'm not gonna eat a snicker so i put that no. emotional support burrito in my pocket yep. Yep. Good to go. Good That's to go. Matt.
1: That's Matt too. It's he, or we'll go out somewhere like nice for dinner, but nice to him is only panic that the portions are going to be tiny and that he's mm. going to leave starving. I can't even tell you how many times we've like sat down to a nice, a nice dinner and he gets the menu. And he just like looks at me panic in his eyes. Like, Oh my God you about like we like can just, just go to steak. Chipotle
3: afterwards. You're like, don't worry, we can enjoy this nice food and then go that's
2: to Chipotle. That's exactly, exactly where we end you, up. 100%. If you have a wedding, there's two ways that you can only get an A at a wedding. And yeah, we this is, and I so grade we, the shit grade, out of weddings. We
3: grade weddings because we went through a phase of going to like 30 a year. And All you like, can uh, eat
2: buffet, yeah, where you serve yourself, and I can just manage my own protein portions. That's it's totally fine. Or if you serve me a meal at a wedding, I'm gonna immediately ask you. Do you have a second entree? Yeah. And if you're like, sorry, you can't have a second entree, you, all you could do at your wedding is get a B at best.
1: Ooh, like, but what if there's a dessert bar? Doesn't matter. If <gasps> I can't get a
2: second filet or a second chicken mm-hmm. breast or a second piece of fish, or there's something, and we're like, sorry, we only have this amount of portion. Immediately you go from an A to, it's like, the, like taking the SAT, you answer the first question wrong, you can't ever get an 800 again. Mm. That's what it's like. You can get back up to a high B. It's super awesome dance. But
0: that's it. Can My the grade so. go up if someone objects at the wedding when the pastor says, Hey, does anyone ah. object? Because I would give it a higher
2: grade if someone did that, because I've always wanted to see that. Never There's so. always, it must always extenuating circumstances. Okay. So we'll put it that way. But the best weddings, you're you're, you're I f- I understand where Matt's coming from. I, I guess yeah. I do. I'm not the no, I, mean, not-
3: I, I will say when he first started doing that at weddings, I was kind of embarrassed because I'm like, it's sort of rude. Like, you know, weddings are expensive. Oh, you, you tell me you guys don't we'll, just grade them to yourselves? Oh no, we no, do. no, 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 no. About him ordering a second entree, oh, like oh, the moment that the servers second. would come yeah. around. He, they literally are like putting his plate down and he's like, hey, any chance you have a spare entree in the back? And at first I was embarrassed and finally I was like, well, this is how it is for me. So thick thighs
2: live save lives. It. These thighs are not going to feed themselves, woman. That's true.
1: That's
3: true. It's metabolically I like that
1: expensive <laughs> So yeah, I just I settled into the life that she's just, this is what I've, <laughs> this, yeah, is this, is it,
3: this is my life now. This is my life now. Two burritos. And- I just want
1: to bring everyone
2: on this journey with us. We've been running yeah, so, the greatest yeah, experiment ever yeah. in the last, you know, 20 years of CrossFit. And our neighbors, we're so good at this and polished at this. And it's so normal, all of our shenanigans in our garage. And people are just like, look at those people setting themselves on fire again, doing weird shit. <laughs> and um, I just want to, I want to, we wanted with this book, one of the things we talked about a ton was, we need a book we can give our neighbor to explain where to start because people mm. are really – we're seeing a ton of people in their 30s and 40s and 50s who are like, uh, something's got to change, and I don't know if I can relate to what it is you do, but you know where do I begin to untangle this? And we see that the, the local gym, the CrossFitter, or the family that's already doing this, we need to bring our families along and our aunts and uncles and parents and neighbors, and this, this book is really our shot at trying to bridge that gap.
3: I think the other thing, too, is because, you know, we come from, you know, CrossFit background and we had a gym for so long and employed coaches and really saw like, you know, the, the way we see coaches is that they're really on the front lines in so many cases, right? They're, they're not just coaching people, you know, they're managing oh, their nutrition to and in so health much and sleep more. and they have to be so much more sophisticated. Right. And I think, you know, CrossFit coaches are the best coaches out there who are really the trying world. to manage us all. And so but. But I mean, no matter how you slice it, it's like, you know, at at most CrossFit coaches are getting their clientele either in group classes or privately for one hour Mm -hmm. a day. And there's 23 other hours of the day where people can, you know, they still need support and sort of a roadmap of like, here's what you do for the other 23 hours a day. We're like, it's great that you're exercising, but unfortunately you may think you're a total hero by doing your CrossFit workout, but that's actually not quite enough to be a like fully formed healthy person. There's a bunch of other stuff you need to be doing throughout your day. Um, and you know, here, like here, this is, this. You, is what noticed you, people... do, you do these 10 things in this book on the regular and come to CrossFit class, like like, we could change the world with that.
2: Yeah,
3: hands
0: down. Mm. Yeah, it's I love I was it because
1: li- was you're still,
0: oh, you go, John. I was going to say, I was looking at the statistics on my Apple watch today and it said, Jim, average last six months, 30 minutes a day. And I thought that, I thought almost exactly what you said is like, that's not enough. I need, there are other things I need to be doing to be fully formed. Now I'm not, it wasn't a complaint on the 30 minutes. Like I, I think no. the 30 minute workouts I do are pretty hellacious most
2: days. How long does Fran take you? about 30 minutes yeah me too me too I haven't
0: done it
3: in a while but I think it would take me 30
2: minutes you know you bring up a really good point I think we have habituated ourselves to thinking that everything fitness has to fit in one hour and one of the things that I figured out a long time ago I mean what was we had two babies Mm -hmm. we had the gym we were just we were cooking ourselves you were an attorney and I would do the 10 10 10 at 10 which was like 10, it's kettlebell swings, 10 burpees, 10 push-ups or whatever, 10 pull-ups at 10 p.m. for 10 minutes. That's all I had. It was elite. And um, I'd come <laughs> into the door and be like, baby, I'll be right in, I gotta do my 10 at 10. And, um, you know, I think we, especially, you know, look, if you're going to have an hour, there's a lot we can do in there. We can move and we can expose you and we learn new skills. But the actual training is pretty intense. Only like you can't hang for you know a twenty-minute piece. I mean that's a big block in there. But if that's all you have, quick warm up, hit that thirty minutes is pretty decent. That's that's you get a lot. I can kill you. You get a lot of, you you a lot of stuff minutes. done in thirty minutes. Yeah. But one of the things we noticed in the gym is that when we would focus in on one aspect of these behaviors in this book that we've you know been when test driving for almost fifteen years now or longer since 2005, you know five, really is that people weren't being honest about their sleep or their nutrition or Mm. their walking around or their self-care recovery or all these things and it showed up in their performance so you know this book interestingly also makes the backbone of what we think is elite sort of practice so if you want to go to the games you should probably be doing 10 out of 10 of these things but if days where you can't train or it's only 20 minutes, you don't have to write that day off. There's still so much where you can be active and physical and pre- prepping yourself. So when your window of opportunity comes to smash yourself, you can do it and do it more effectively.
1: So what are the things? What are the 10 things?
2: You read this mm-hmm. or flip through it. Um, what jumped out at you or surprised you about what we've done is tried to create 10 Behaviors. And what we really try to do here is be objective. Like in CrossFit, we like to count things and objective, like in an objective way. Observable, measurable, repeatable is something we've been saying for a long time. So we took these ideas and said, hey, let's not just draw a line in the sand. Let's go ahead and give people objective measures about certain behaviors and certain movements. So we have sort of behavior, physical behaviors, and movement behaviors. And let's give some objective standards like vital signs in there where then you can just see I'm above or below. Well the section
0: on the eight hundred gram challenge because I do that and I was like yes I like to be reinforced how smart I am so yeah, I like that part. smart I like that part. Where shout yeah, out isn't
3: to- isn't it interesting that we've all um, fallen into that way of eating or a diet or whatever. And then you also mentioned one gram per pound of body weight of protein that that, right. that has been a focus, right? Like, isn't it interesting that after all this experimentation and trying every diet and every fad and everything that like, we've all sort of, without even talking to one another, like that's the sort of eating style we've all fallen into that's effective and long lasting. And everyone
2: diet. we're, if you don't know, if you've been living in a cave, this is EC Sinkowski's 800 gram mm-hmm. challenge at optimize me nutrition EC you know, what we're, what we started to see in the conversations that were coming to us from our, remember we're parents in a neighborhood and people are very confused. And they're like, and also
3: from our CrossFit members for years. Do you think
2: I should do this keto cleanse, intermittent fasting shred blast? And we're like, whoa, hold up. (laughs) Shred booty blast. (laughs) Keto. Um, And what we found was that People didn't eat fruits and vegetables, you know, and somehow right. in CrossFit, we, you know, whatever, we're like paleo, you know, that banana has too much sugar. That's why you're going to be fat. You're eating a banana. And um, so we really see that when we get to the bottom of this, what we find is you're vegetarian, cool. You're vegan, cool. You're carnivore, cool. You're eating is how you're expressing yourself and your personality through the world and your personal identity it's totally fine. We're, we're down with that, but show us you're actually eating enough protein every day, however you're doing it. Cause we've worked with enough vegans and, and, you know, vegetarians like, we who know some aren't Jack getting vegans. enough, but they're not getting a lot of them aren't getting enough protein. Yeah. And then we work with people who are like eating, but they don't eat any micronutrients because they don't have fruits and vegetables or fiber in their diet. So we're like, well, why, why do you think your knee's so pissed? You keep loading the shit out of it and you don't have any vitamin C on board with that collagen. So mm. at some point we have to level up, And what we found through EC was this game-changing idea of you can change your body composition, and you have to stuff yourself. I challenge everyone to eat a pound of cherries.
3: Well, the other thing I would say, two hundred and thirty calories a pound of cherries. Both these, like our protein, and and then you know our grabbing of EC's eight hundred gram challenge and putting it into this book is that I think what people like so much and relate to so much about it is for those of us who've been in the fitness business for as long as we have. Every other eating style is totally about restriction and what you remove from your diet. And these two things are really the first time where people can say, wow, this is expansive. Like this is the first time, you know, we have, we have people tried this and they're like, oh my God, this is so much food. I'm so full. Like, this is so exciting. I can go out to dinner with my friends because... Every restaurant has some kind of protein and a vegetable. Like I'm good here. And wow, I can count a potato. Like this is miraculous, Beans. right? So mm-hmm. it's really like the first time people have really felt like, well, this is something expansive they can do around their nutrition, which is really like the third rail for most people. And it's, it's been really cool to see. I mean, it's, it was expansive good. for us when we started it. And it's cool to see people out, out there actually saying, okay, I can perform and feel good in my body and be healthy and fit. And I don't have to, you know, eat three almonds as a meal. And there's
2: some, mm-hmm. there's some obviously some variability that you're going to do better on a slightly different diet than I am. And we, we feel like that permission can be underneath these umbrellas. One of the things that worked for a lot of people in our neighborhood, a lot of middle-aged dads is they didn't eat breakfast. They were like, now I'm intermittent fasting. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, time restricted eating, whatever you want to call it. And, of course, the research has supported that. was just another way of calorie restriction. And one of the problems with that time-restricted eating was a lot of people lost a lot of lean muscle mass during that. That was actually the ding on it is that you lost weight, but you also lost thick thighs. Thick thighs. Mm. And There's no saving lives. No, yeah. no, no lives are saved. So oh, I, I played with that, and one of the problems was <laughs> that I found that when I trained in the afternoon, when I like to train, I was under calorie, and I felt like shit, and my performance sucked. And then also, I was jammed to try to fill all of these micro and macronutrient goals into this window of eating and I was eating again at like 10 o'clock because I had to get this fourth meal or third meal in there to support my carcass and guess who doesn't sleep well after they eat like a chicken and a bowl of cereal and three avocados and whatever else I'm shoving into my (laughs) mouth at 10 o'clock at night you know and it really messed up my
1: sleep yeah, I bet your blood sugar was doing weird things Hilarious, at weird times yeah. too. Hilarious. Yeah, I think the
0: thing yeah. for me about your book, this one is, um, I feel like this this is going to be like the Book of Mormon for CrossFitters. Like you can go out and convert people with this. Uh, I'll give you an example. <laughs> that is the greatest.
3: Oh my god, thank you, dude. Can we please? Use that,
2: that is so great,
1: DM. But, here, but here's
0: why. So here's like you know, I work in corporate America, and. um, I have a lot of examples where people will talk to me. They know I'm into fitness. So they'll talk to me about what's going on in their lives. And you are fitness. And someone Mm -hmm. said to me the other day that like they had some sort of injury going on. And they're like, all I need to do right now is not move and put ice on it. I'm like, you just named the two things you shouldn't be doing. Like you should be moving and you don't need to ice it, you know. And that was exactly what your book was talking about. You know, and I'm like kind of laughing, going, Man, if I if I had an instruction manual to hand this person to start fixing their life, this is it. Here's some easy things that you can do to start rearranging your life and get Step movement up. and squat mm. and and you know don't believe some of this voodoo science is out there. And yeah. we
2: also see that uh, you know not believe it or not, and I know this is going to be this is going to be difficult. It's a trigger warning. Not everyone likes to train. Yeah.
0: So there's it's not
2: it's not for everyone. We have a whole lot of people working with us in the UK all over in the world who are not self. They, they don't exercise. They don't like it. Doesn't feel good. And they're not into diet culture. They're not even to tweak in their nutrition for whatever reason, like as a hobby. Like Again, two of our our home sports are training and eating, right? So Mm -hmm. they can't even relate to us. And they read this book and they're like, oh, I can do all of these things. And I lost weight and my knee stopped hurting and I feel better. And I didn't have to diet and exercise. Because we feel like if we're going to truly rewild people, Let's create some platforms off of which then they can become curious you know, to take the next step. Do you need the resistance strain? Of course. But do you think that people need to be told to eat more fruits and vegetables and resistance strain? Like it turns out people have heard diet and exercise – a lot, and it doesn 't seem to be working, so mm. let 's take this different approach and just say hey let 's not make it about diet to lose weight let 's make it about nutrition to fuel and take care of your tissues,
3: yeah yeah, and do these other things well, and I love I have to go back to the Book of Mormon thing, John, because I mean really <laughs> that was such a big motivator for us, and I'm sure, i 'm I think a lot of crossfits end up. CrossFit people, CrossFit users and affiliate owners, they become like what Kelly and I call the node in their community when it comes to health and fitness advice, right? Like everybody comes to you, right? And so right. even if I know nothing about intermittent fasting or nothing about keto or whatever, I'm still going to be the source. People are going to come to me and say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about signing? What do you think about this specific supplement? What should we do here? Like we're all the nodes and you know how, how can I fix this? And what should I do when I get injured? I'm about to have surgery, right? I think a lot of, I think a lot of CrossFit people can relate to that. Like they are the node in their community and really like part of our thinking is here is we want to say okay you have like a stack of these by your front door and when someone comes knocking at the Mm -hmm. door and says hey I tweaked my shoulder you're like here's this book yeah right because you can't hand those people supple leopard that that is not like you can't hand those people supple leopard but Mm -hmm. you know if someone comes to your door and says you know should I do paleo or keto or whatever you're like here's this book or you know hey how much should I sleep here's this book um, mm-hmm. So that was really one of our thinking, th- one of our thinkings, which is why I love the Book of Morning
1: References. We do That's that. Exactly we we have a, whenever a friend of ours gets a new puppy, we always like via Amazon, send them this one puppy training book that we read that like- The, the Monks of New Skeet. Yes. The Monks of New Skeet. You're welcome. Yes. yes. I and saw that from them. a- yep. Kelly loves that book. Yep. Yeah. We send, uh, it's it's amazing. Highly recommend. It's called, uh, The Art of Training Your Puppy. And it is by the monks of New Skeet, who are monks in Upper New York who have German Shepherds. It's amazing. Shaka,
2: rest in peace, was trained yes, through the monks
1: of New Skeet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, um, we but yeah, to- we do that. We literally send the same, like, so it's, it's a uh, funny, but also not funny because very realistic thing that you're talking about to be like, Oh, here, here you go. Like here's everything you need to know, and please read it at your own leisure and, and everyone, impart it in your life.
2: If you're a CrossFitter and you're listening to this, understand you've been part of this experiment. We have seen over a decade. We ran, we started CrossFitting, you know, CrossFitting in our backyard in 2004. So we ran a gym in our backyard before we got kicked out by the neighbors, and you know, started to just CrossFit. We we've been doing this for a long time. Plus, Juliet and I are invited in to these crazy places from the three or four CrossFit Games champions I've talked to this year to, you know, the England National Soccer Team or the All Blacks or university teams or the 49ers. We've gone in and run our models and also seen how people, clever people are solving their problems, you know, like, oh, like it turns out, for example, we found out that working with uh, the kids at Fort Bragg, that's Delta Force, when they have sleep-related problems, their first order of business was to increase step count for the warfighters. That's
3: the prescription. That's the prescription. They give them a band and
2: they make them walk more. And so lo lo and behold, we're like, holy moly, we know that walking can be really good for your brain and it's good for your neighborhood and it's good for your decongestion and it helps you fall asleep. Wait, wait. This may be something we're not – taking fully advantage of in our community. But between these high performance environments and seeing all of these incredible CrossFitters engage in this, we really feel like here is the tea. Like. This these are the essential behaviors that will make your CrossFit better, but also bring everyone else in. So you've been part of this experiment mm-hmm. for sure. I,
3: I mean, honestly, it was just it's sort of like the distillation of all the things after all this, all these years of CrossFit and working with high performers, and you know, being nerds about health and fitness ourselves. Like these are the things we do and we believe move the needle the most, and and we're sort of of the mind that it's like, you know, whatever you do above and beyond this, you kind of need. To, earn it, right? Like if you're checking these 10 boxes and then you want to go try some fancy supplement or, you know, do some like fancy, you know, biohacking thing. Great. Like go do that. But these things, like you've got to check these 10 boxes Mm -hmm. and then man, sky's the limit after that. If you want to optimize and iterate beyond that, but, but everybody needs to be doing these things. And you know, our guess is that even most CrossFitters are like really have a bunch of blind spots here.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think what I love most about it is just how simple it is. I, I think yeah. the question I see more often online and, you know, just from people around about us, particularly in CrossFit, is how do I stay uninjured? And they're looking for some sort of magic formula that that is complex. And, you know, they want it to seem like one of our workouts, like it's got to be really hard and I've got to <laughs> struggle to do. If there's no struggle, it's not worth doing. And that's what I love about your book. It's not that hard to avoid injury. You just have some
2: simple steps you have to do. But you
0: have, yeah. you have to And, and a
3: lot of them you can do on your living room floor while you're watching Netflix at night. In fact, right? you know. It's that simple.
2: You really bring this up is that, you know, I think we're always asking how did, where did we tell an incomplete story or muddy the water? Something that we own, right? Like, you know, Dave Castro pulled me aside last year and he was like, I thought you were telling people not to exercise that they should just mobilize. I was like, what the fuck? Like Did I was you always even about read the
1: book, bro. I was like,
2: dude, it was always about, Hey, you can't put your arms over your head. Let's fix that. Or yeah, you can't yeah. do a pistol. Let's give you some tools to improve that. But it was always about biomotor output. It was always about wattage and poundage. And, you know, one of the things that we recognized was that we, because we owned a gym, we didn't want to get on the ground and roll around on rollers. I have too many skills and too much shit to get done in this session so that for us meant, oh, you better do this at home. That means if you yeah. want to stay after class, super cool. But we found that giving people 10 minutes of focused soft tissue recovery, mobility, you know, myofascial mobilization, stimulation, end range isometrics, whatever you want to call it, whatever makes your like cult feel cool. You did that in the evening before you went to bed, and we saw adherence go through the roof. We saw people actually, you know, feel better and they started prepping themselves for sleep and they slept better and they came down from their late afternoon workouts. And you know, that was an idea of basically first time where we were like, we got to get so much of this out of the gym. And so, how can we unload the demand of the coach? to put on all these little fires and micromanage all the nutrition. Like there's so much we're asking a coach yeah. to do in an hour and to get fit. So where are all these things going to fit? And then that really ends up creating the framework for Julia and I trying to figure out in 24 hours as a busy person who's heroically made it to CrossFit, where else are you going to put these behaviors in? And it turns out in the morning is really important and the evening is really important. So we've really structured this through behavior change Given that the assumption that you are not a professional CrossFit athlete, and that the days you go to CrossFit heroic, but we've got to figure out how to support you on all these essential behaviors in the rest of your day.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love that it's. I love that it's simple and approachable, and not easily bastardized. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what I and what I mean by that is like I think that a lot of the systems and diets and lifestyles and whatever that we talk about really are rooted in something that makes sense and works like keto and intermittent fasting and paleo and, and all these, all these lifestyles, like the root of them oftentimes is smart and true, but we've fucked it up. Completely. Like if if you've ever read Dr. Warren Cordain's book about paleo, like it is very much not baking almond flour cookies and eating 36 eggs a week. It is very much like <laughs> as a human race, it makes sense that we react to these foods differently than these foods because our caveman ancestors like, you know, rolled around in, in apple orchards like only three times a year and that's whatever. So like, it all makes sense and the root of it all makes sense and the the root of keto makes sense if you believe in in having your body in ketosis for very specific reasons and not just all the time to lose weight. So it's like we've bastardized all these things and what I love about you guys laying out a system of things that people can actually approach and accomplish in their own homes is that it's hard to fuck it up and make it into something that it shouldn't be. And then give you those reasons to like not do it or do it wrong or associate it with something. We want to wrap our ra- arms
2: around all, especially on the diet piece. We want to wrap around arms around all that. Like we agree. Like keto is really yeah. miraculous for a lot of people. Rob Wolf has been talking about use of keto for asthma and sure. some other really incredible things lately. And, But we're like, cool, you can still do this and be keto. Exactly, that's what I mean. you're lying about how much protein you're getting and you're wondering (laughs) why your knees hurt and why your gut is a trash. So let's go ahead and expand those ideas, exactly what you're saying. And then the nice thing about having a vital sign is it allows us to have a metric. Things that get measured get managed. So if I say to Julia, Julia, my blood pressure is 120 over 80. She's like, that's okay. It's very okay blood pressure. But if I know it's higher than that, then I'm like, Hey, maybe I need to pay attention or I'm below that. And we're like, it's not a problem for now. So when we give people clear objective behaviors in these things, you should be able to do this. You should be able to do this. You should be able to eat like this and sleep like this. Then when you're below a mean, or you're having a value that isn't great, it's kind of more towards the red. You can think, Hey, I need to focus on this a little bit. And I think that gives people permission then to make different decisions as old people. We really protect our sleep (laughs) and uh, sleeping is our jam. It's our favorite sport in the world, but we make a lot of decisions during the day that are going to impact the quality of our sleep, like walking. Um, (coughs) Another example is that turns out we discovered that alcohol is super fun, but really trashes our sleep. Like it Mm -hmm. messes us up. We don't get any deep sleep.
3: And like we love coffee and believe that we survived our children's young years because of coffee. Like we, dream about coffee before we go to sleep, but we also know that we can't, neither one of us can drink coffee in the afternoon without knowing it's going to have a serious impact on our sleep. So it's like, we're, we're already thinking about and planning for our sleep.
2: So if we're out of noon, if we're, if we're celebrating a wedding or something where it's a party and I'm like, well, I know my sleep has been pretty good. Then I can make that decision that I'm going to, you know, have the greatest margarita on the planet. Right. And, and I know that it's going to mess up my sleep. And that's okay. Those things aren't hidden from me. I get to make more informed choice about what's going on in my life. And then again, you know, when we, we in Supple Leopard really try to make the case for everyone owning their range of motion, that's all. Supple mm-hmm. Leopard is all of the range of motion textbooks in any school. That's all it is. But expressed as a movement is probably a CrossFit movement. And what we said was, here are the range of motions that you should be able to have so that you can do these movements that are so vital for your training and the outputs will improve. Well, the real issue is that we want people to own their range of motion because it allows you to do things like have less pain. It allows you to move more freely, gives you more movement choices and more economy. So what we haven't ever done, though, is said here, you know, or we didn't do a good job and Supple Leopard was explaining Hey, pay attention to this. So are these vital signs around movements? That's our app. We have tried to create really simple templates for people to understand I'm above or I'm below. That may be a component to why I'm sucking or why I can't do a skill or it's something I can control to make my body feel better. Mm. Well, I love
0: it. I think it's great. When does it come out? We got to make sure we get this out there. April 4th. Is that right? April
3: 4th. Two weeks from today, actually, from the day of this. We're trying,
2: we're trying, the real magic everyone knows is trying to make the New York Times. And it's probably, partially, one of the reasons is then people will take it seriously so we're trying to marshal our friends. We just launched this crazy, like, you know, sweepstakes Contest. giveaway. We're trying to incentivize people. But pre-orders around this or getting it in the first week helps us get it on the New York Times. And then we think we can spread it. We can basically show because we're so CrossFit transparent here. Like this is our route. This is where we came from. We feel like we can take our lessons and actually – Go colonize.
0: So so what date do I need to start doing the K-Star memes to really oh, get the boy. thing? Oh, well? exactly. April 4th. April, April 4th. 4th. That's the date? Okay. Yep,
3: that's the date. Yeah. No, can we can we pre-order right oh, now? yeah. Can I mean, I mean you, you can start now? the K-Star memes today because, you know, it's never soon the enough. The
1: K-Star memes. Uh, yes. never Bring soon enough.
2: And by the way, if you really want to make sure it's K-Star, you spell it with two R's. Can oh, I yeah. tell you
3: guys one quick story before we sign off? Yes! We have, uh, our, our neighbor is um, a woman named Geraldine Barr, who is the sister of Roseanne Barr. And she actually was the writer on the show Roseanne, her sister, so our neighbor. And she is hilarious and always working in the background on this sitcom about our neighborhood. We live in this like cool suburban neighborhood, and she's, you know, writing the sitcom about our neighborhood. And as you can imagine, Kelly, of course, has a starring role in the sitcom (laughs) as like, I mean, right? Like, you can imagine, John, the all the ways in which Kelly can like, fit some sort of basically meme character in like a suburban sitcom. She so. came
2: over to the house one time. And she was like, you cracked my concrete. I was like, how did that happen? She's like, well, you dropped your weight. And I was like, this bumper plates on my concrete cracked your concrete, like
3: 200 meters away from your house. But I'm like, anyway. it's, it's possible. I am. That These anyways, rubber so plates. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's, so it's well, easy to really meme wrong.
3: K-star is what I'm telling you. It's easy to meme him.
1: Who's going to play him in the sitcom. This is what I must know. I mean, great question.
2: Michael Chicklets. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no brainer
1: obviously no,
2: what they didn't tell you was the more you deadlift the thicker you get yeah it's super awesome like my spine people are like aren't you worried about rounding your back i'm like couldn't even happen anymore <laughs> it's just so like it's frozen Insulated my spine with all of this meat it's perfect
1: yeah perfect <laughs> meat meat he's made of meat i have a, there's a problem for that Ozempic. i got this oh yeah we can Next get i know see a guy me, I know a guy who can get you some. (laughs) I live with a guy.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll drop a link for the diabetes drug in the show notes for everyone that wants to get really skinny. It'll be great.
1: Zempic face. Only
2: when you're doing your cardio, like you're trying to work on your, like you know, you're running. I
0: have a I have a a race coming up in June. I I need to drop ten pounds for it, so I'm thinking some pills and poop it out. It'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah, I mean you do not need your hamstrings. You can put that that
3: muscle mass back on later. Yeah, twenty percent or.
1: Or you could velocity diet.
3: I mean, and there's that. And that's probably the quickest and that's, fastest way to do it.
1: That's
0: why I, you didn't, could, do, that's why I didn't do graded hierarchy, Nicky. It was all the chewing.
3: It's
1: got to be it. Yeah. All you the know. lactic acid
2: from the chewing. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And if Andrew.
0: you eat celery, celery, you're basically just
2: messing yourself up.
0: Yeah, you're just done. Just totally done.
2: Cruciferous Amazing. vegetables. They're good you for know, everybody's gut. One of the things that we have discovered, and particularly in the last year, Wherever we go and train, we've been on every continent to teach except Antarctica. Everyone speaks training. If you like, like everyone knows what a push-up is in any language, it is the universal language. And guess what? The second universal language is eating around training. Literally, yep. you can go to any country on the planet and find your people. If they're squatting. You know everything you need to know about them and how they feel and where the best places to eat are and where the physical therapists are we're working with some badass surfers who are on tour right now and they're in bells beach Australia. I don't know anyone there, but I just Googled CrossFit what's the CrossFit bells beach. And then, i dm them i'm like hey who's your local body worker and you know and like it is the old, they have sorted all of that out like here's a gym here's the body workers here's the nutrition and they just like it's a cheat code to the whole world thank you everybody what you you're
1: even talking about right now i'm
2: talking about this community is the greatest community ever
1: Fact. no crossfit yeah. is the cheat code to the whole world is like my new favorite phrase and it's true it's I love totally it. true, true. We'll
0: make nice. that. We'll make that the title of the show. It'll be
1: great. I'm, yeah, the cheat code to so, the world. Yep. I'm so. excited for you. I'm excited that this is coming out. Thank you guys for coming on and telling us all about it because I I feel like it's it's sometimes it's one thing to see a book on the on the shelf or to you know hear it posted about on social media, but for you guys to really like explain the thought process that went into it is is meaningful. And I'm I'm really glad you guys yep. came on. Thank you. And Thank for you everyone guys listening, so it's called
0: uh, Built to Move. Ten, the 10 essential habits to help you move freely and live freely. So, there's still bookstores out there. Go to a bookstore and buy it. So or Pre order it.
2: Pre order it. Pre order it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Pre-order it. Help, help us out.
2: And right. uh, it's basically the monks of New Skeet, but for <laughs> your,
0: your body, neighbors. for your neighbor's right. for your body. Yeah.
3: It's the monks Perfect. of New Skeet for your body. Yeah. Thank well, you well,
0: all. Thank you for joining. We appreciate it. Juliet, thanks for finally being on the show. I know Kelly yeah. wouldn't let you before, so we're glad he let you. Yeah, time. thanks.
3: Thanks. So, thanks, Kelly. you Thanks Great, for letting so me You're on. welcome
2: where'd you right. get those shoes just kidding out okay. of the kitchen you got it
0: thank you great seeing you as always for everyone I listening thanks for joining and we'll catch up with you guys soon